Hi there, my name's Ushin Lunny, and welcome to episode one of season four of Audio Talks, presented to you by Harman. And this episode, we're going to explore the fascinating and fast-moving parallel digital universe called the metaverse. What is it? What does it mean for music and audio? And how can you get involved? From early walled gardens like Habbo Hotel and Second Life to more recent incarnations like Fortnite and, of course, Roblox, the metaverse has enticed artists and tech innovators alike, and its recent growth has been exponential. To help us navigate the brave new virtual world, I'm thrilled to be joined by three leading metaverse music and immersive audio experts. Kathy Hackle is a tech futurist and metaverse strategist and is known as the godmother of the metaverse. Welcome, Kathy. Excited to be here. John Vasopoulos is VP and Global Head of Music at Roblox. Welcome, John. Yep, good morning. And Joy Lyons is Senior Director of Audio Technology at Harman International. Welcome, Joy. Thank you. Happy to be here. Awesome. Well, it's great to have you all here in our virtual meeting space in the Audio Talks podcast. Now, I wonder if I could come to you first, Kathy, and let's just set the scene for our listeners, maybe bring them up to date if they're not in the metaverse already. If you could just explain for the listeners, what is the metaverse? I'll, for, I'll start by saying that the metaverse is a term that's still being defined. And mm. there are many people defining it in different ways. So easiest way to get people to understand what the metaverse is, I want to take it back to Web 1.0. So Web 1.0, connected information, and you got the internet. Web 2.0, where we currently are, connect connected people and you got social media. We're at the end of this Web 2.0 world and going into this Web 3.0 world. And Web 3.0 connects people, places, and things. And sometimes these people, places, and things can be in a fully virtual synthetic environment, or sometimes they can be, you know, in the physical world with a level of augmentation. So it's kind of a really expansive, broad view. So as we go into this Web 3.0 kind of world, it's, you know, it enables this vision of the metaverse, um, of a fully, you know, full convergence of physical and digital, of shared virtual spaces. You know, for many, it's the, you know, the successor of the mobile internet. So it's the future of the internet in some ways. And granted, we're using words of today to try to describe something that is happening and that will be in the future. So this definition, it potentially could be out of date within a couple of weeks or months. But a very basic way to get people to kind of wrap their heads around this and get into what really is the metaverse that is exactly kind of bringing them from the past into the future like I just did. Why is it a big deal, do you think, for brands, for media, for the music industry in particular? I mean, it's a very big deal because when you start to think about how, you know, the Internet changed uh, society and business and then how social media changed society and business and you start to think about Web3 and all the things that are going to happen and how that's going to change, I think it makes people excited um, some people get nervous as well. You know, I think that the term holds a lot of weight right now and it evokes different feelings in different people. But I tend to be very um, kind of protopian about mm. it, thinking not, you know, it's not I don't think dystopic, you know, ready player one. That tends to be a very dystopic view of the future. Yeah. Uh, I'm not utopic either. I don't think it's popcorn and unicorns. It's somewhere in the middle. Um, you know, and I think it's exciting. And why was the music and audio industry interested it's because audio and music play a very important part in this metaverse, in this future that we're heading into. 
Interesting. Okay, that's fascinating. Right. And uh, I'd like to come over to yourself now, John, because I know that you've got a bit of a background in music as a, a DJ. You kind of know your way around the space uh, and also as a creator. So talk to us a bit about what's happening in Roblox, because this is one of the biggest players in this concept of the metaverse. What's happening in there? What's it all about? And uh, what's going on with music? Uh, okay, I'll, I'll kick off for the next two hours. It's a big question. <laughs> nice. um, so, so Roblox is a uh, it, it, it is not the metaverse um, itself, so we're sort of ushering in the metaverse. We feel sure. there will be ma- many metaverses or metaverse in the in the future. So Roblox is right now a place where forty six million people in in July uh, spent spent time uh, every day, and uh, they're wow. creating virtual versions of themselves, and and they're running around these virtual worlds and maintaining a virtual presence. Hmm. They're hanging out with their friends, they're they're shopping, they're exploring, they're building, and uh, often they're they're hanging out with their friends around these musical events, which is the time for music. So the, the feeling is that music for a long time, you know, in the real world is, is very social, but in the digital world has been almost antisocial by design. So it's been a solo experience. We could access millions and millions of tracks, but not really the community angle, the social angle hasn't been there. So the exciting thing for Roblox is um, you've got people inherently coming together to, to co-experience these worlds. So music fits nicely into that. So um, you can have concerts where you bring people together and uh, can experience audio and um, connect with artists in these new and exciting ways that feels a lot more like festivals and live concerts. So, so hopefully it's reinvigorating um, the excitement and the visceral aspects of, of music and, uh, and bands and um, more so than it's been for the streaming era that's come before. Mm. I, th- I really like your point about the metaverse and particularly worlds like Roblox as being a place where people come together and have a shared experience. And this is very much what's been missing from the digital music and streaming platforms so far. Um, So this opens up lots of creative opportunities. And particularly with your background, I think it'd be great to get your take on what kind of a creative canvas is Roblox? Sure. Yeah. So I think um, I was around during the the last mobile era, uh, as we're now going into the metaverse era. And I think you know, there there was um, creativity in the form of mobile websites and and apps, and people could connect with large bases of people. It was microtransaction backend. So now with the metaverse, it's sort of a more expanded version of that. As artists who've been kind of locked in streaming services where their expression has been limited to maybe a bio, a photo, and a play button, and then a list of songs where everyone's experience of that artist is the same. Everyone hits play and has the same three or four minutes of the song. So now artists that we know are the most creative people, I think, in the world, you know, beyond actors and, you know, read lines, but but artists are kind of living, breathing, creative machines, you know, 24 Mm. hours a day. So now they have this canvas that they can paint with. It's unlimited by physicality. We're working with a DJ at the moment and they're used to doing club designs and they're limited by gravity and physics. And obviously in the metaverse, there's no limitations. So their imagination can run wild. And I think, almost like an immersive music video, right? Where that, that's one person's imagination of what the song represents. This can be a sort of unending version of that video where you can actually run around it and, and you can be present with the artist. So a little anecdotal example, we were with KSI, um, who's a guy called JJ, UK, cool. UK rapper, and he performed recently on Roblox. And when, when we got him into his space for the first time, you could see him. He was like a kid in a candy shop. He was just so excited going... Uh, you know, six, 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 this is all like mine. And he's like running around, he's putting on his gear, he's directing himself as his own avatar. 
yeah. he can hang out with fans. He's chatting to other fans, and the fans sort of get, you know, get the idea that they're actually talking to their favourite star, um, you know, virtually. And one could be in Malaysia, and JJ's in London, and so it's pretty exciting in terms of of self expression. And then there are these ephemeral events, which are more akin to a concert, and you have to be there, and were you there, and you get merch and exciting and you gather with your friends but i think it's going to dovetail into more permanent experiences um for anyone even you know harman your your sponsor so any any brand that the a consumer or a fan would associate and have affinity to for music will start to have permanent experiences in the metaverse where if you're a k-pop fan there'll be worlds for you if you're mm-hmm. you know a rock fan a hip-hop fan if you love this festival or venue or label or brand so i think it's going to get pretty exciting for music fans in the the metaverse as, as all this creativity is unlocked. Yeah, so maybe we're going to see a JBL run a festival in, in Roblox one of these days. Who knows? Uh, the sky's the limit. But you just mentioned there that artists come and they make experiences and they design experiences and merch is available for the fans. What kind of business opportunities are opening up in Roblox, both for brands and also for uh, musicians and record labels? Yeah, so I, I think, you know, we're a platform of millions and millions of creators already. And I think the music industry, the the amazing thing is there are some megastars, but there's this great long tail and mid tail of, of musicians around the world. Mm. And uh, I think our, our goal is to see if we can create a sustainable ecosystem for them where they can earn a living outside, you know, outside the sort of traditional industry and hopefully earn a living on Roblox by connecting with their fans and, and again, new and exciting creative and commercial ways. So because we're a um, transactional, microtransactional platform. So the currency on the platform is Robux. So artists can now connect directly with our fans. We facilitate that. They can build sort of fan clubs, connect directly through their profiles. They can connect with influencers on the platform mm-hmm. um, who are very powerful on YouTube with game developers and start to build their presence as the music industry is great at doing uh, with kind of street marketing, but now I guess metaverse or virtual street marketing. And they can sell... With little Nas X, his merch on the platform we've said publicly is on a on a run rate of sort of eight figures. So, and this is virtual merchandise. So all the fans, in the same way, if we all met in real life, we would have maybe some representation of brands that we like. If it's fashion brands or tour T-shirts or music brands that we're we're representing and spending our money on in the real world. So the community is doing the same in the virtual world. They love little Nas X. They want to buy his gear and represent that they like him and same things with Zara Larson and Raw Blood and KSI. Uh, and then the great thing is, as they run around the metaverse, other people, you know, see those items like in the real world, and then maybe they get excited to purchase them as well. So that virtual merchandise is the first commercial opportunity. And then beyond that, there could be ticketing, tipping, you know, paid sort of VIP experiences to hang out with your band or, you know, take photos, chat, so that's mm. good. it's kind of unlimited um, opportunities to commercialize. Absolutely. And this is kind of bringing people together, even if they are, you know, if there's a lockdown happening or if they can't get to the usual spaces, they can gather in the metaverse and hang out with their friends and, you know, become members of these digital tribes. And uh, yeah, the fact that Lil Nas X has a, a eight figure side hustle there is just kind of shows you the some of the potential there. Um, so coming over to yourself, Joy, I'd love to have a little dive into the importance of audio quality in the metaverse and in virtual worlds and in immersive audio scenarios? Audio quality is critical uh, for the metaverse. So Mm. when we think about the virtual venues like we're going to see in Roblox, this is the forum where musicians are choosing to present their art. Uh, And so we want to have people experience the art in the way that it's intended to be experienced. 
And when you think about how concerts perform today, there's touring professionals, they set up large stadiums. It's a very visceral, very impactful uh, experience that, you know, when you go to a concert, that's a memory that that's a very strong touch point for many people in their lives. And so when you're talking about recreating something that's so meaningful uh, in the virtual environment, I, I think, you know, you need to have excellent audio quality to transport you there, both to sort of match your perception, but then also just the visceral impact of strong bass and the energy of the feedback with audience and, you know, vocal quality on, on microphones, for example. And on the personal level, that ability to interact and communicate, that's where being able to have an excellent microphone like an AKG to provide a really excellent vocal quality so it doesn't feel like you're on a telephone. You really want to sound like you're, you're in the environment. And so while you can create these auditory and visual experiences that you can't really have in real life, you still want to be able to deliver moments that are impactful. It's really about matching people's perception. So how people hear, understanding how people hear and how they perceive sound quality at the individual level, this is kind of what the areas we're focusing on. So sound quality in the general sense, and then also sound quality in the 3D sense, which is a whole new innovation area. There is a direct line between the emotional impact of an audio experience and the audio quality. So you mentioned there are things like good bass and kind of good immersive sound. The impact that these experiences will have on people's lives as music fans is related to the quality of the audio playback. And Absolutely. yeah, the, the audio equipment they're using to, to listen to it. So what kind of music tech innovations do you think we might see or are, are kind of evolving now alongside the metaverse? What kind of stuff are you excited about? So the, the gaming headphones that JBL launched, the, the Quantum series, the, the highest end of that is the Quantum One. Mm -hmm. um, it ships with a, a calibration microphone because when you do experience audio in 3D, it really becomes about matching people's auditory perception. Uh, and so we actually just wrapped up a large research study at our Northridge facility where we had 300 people uh, come through and we characterized uh, their spatial audio hearing in, in particular. And so we're doing new areas of research and, you know, that's getting poured into the gaming headphones because, you know, with Roblox and, and other companies, you know, a lot of the real advancements in terms of dynamic and interactive audio that you're going to see in the metaverse they're sort of being prototyped within gaming because of the power of the gaming engines and the sort of physics simulations that run in the background. Uh, so mm -hmm. certainly, you know, we're pouring some of that in research. We'll see the new products roll out over the next several years that incorporate a lot of this research. But the first couple uh, products that are, are reaching market are in the gaming headphones, which is, you know, a new category for us, but very important for understanding spatial hearing. So, you know, I think when we want to talk about different technology that, that might be sort of evolving alongside the metaverse. So again, understanding people's spatial hearing to research, uh, that's localization accuracy, that's sound quality, that's, you know, vocal characteristics. We need to understand the environment. Uh, so within the gaming environment, there might be, you know, simulations for different types of acoustical reverberation. But what we're concerned about as audio manufacturers is we have a very real person that's interacting with our device. And so we need to make sure that their touch point naturally matches up from a perception standpoint. And then we also need to make sure that whatever environment somebody is in, you know, if there's noise, if there's other things going on, maybe they want to cancel that out so they can be more immersed. So active noise cancellation and, and pass-through type technologies are, are important to make sure that we can manage the here and now that our, our customers are participating in and usher them into the metaverse uh, where some of our spatial hearing research can really shine. So it's a very, very interesting time right now in terms of audio research and audio products. So it's a very exciting time to be in research, I would say. Wow. 
Wow. And that's, that's a real interesting glimpse under the hood of all of the work, all of the research. I've just got an image of audio labs and folks in white coats and the, you know, 360 immersive uh, sound equipment. Uh, it's utterly fascinating. And then it's filtered down and it's developed and developed and it ends up in a pair of JBL Quantum ones that are super lightweight and you can use them for gaming or metaverse adventures for hours. Absolutely. I would just say watch this space. It's such an interesting area of audio tech, in my opinion, and it's only one that's going to get uh, more and more interesting as the years go on. We've obviously seen folks getting more in touch with the music they love over the course of the pandemic. The lockdowns are all about, you know, share your 10 favorite albums. What are you listening to? We had Tim's Twitter listening parties, etc. And this reconnection with great audio as an emotional comfort and as something that's very profound in our lives. I think this is going to last well beyond the lockdowns and the pandemic. Has anybody seen a parallel acceleration with the adoption of the metaverse as this immersive interactive space for music lovers? Has a pandemic affected things with the metaverse? As you mentioned earlier, that the pandemic was, uh, is, and unfortunately still is for, for a minute, a tough time for a lot of people. So the notion of being able to bring people together and give them some notion of, uh, of community, entertainment, excitement is, is very important to what we're doing at Roblox. So I think that extended to the, the number of events that we've run you know, during the pandemic. So yeah, so in general, bringing people together, I think has been super important during the pandemic, but will be in general in the future. As uh, if you think for music events on the live side, they're often very expensive. So in the, I'm in, I'm in Nashville now. So in the country space, all the research shows that people will generally go to one live event per year and spend a boatload of money on the ticket and all the merch and flying in or whatever. So it's sort of a economically restricted experience. It's geographically you know, limited. So not a lot of people even get to go to live events. So the great thing about the metaverse is you can be in Senegal and or Montreal or, or London or Mississippi or wherever you happen to be. You may not be near any kind of um, big venue or stadium experience, but you can come together in the metaverse at any time and, uh, and connect with people again who are into the music that you're into. So the usual cycle for a, a live show or a concert, someone three months out will get reached on social media, buy a ticket for a lot of money, and then maybe one month in towards the show, convince, you know, another couple of friends to, to join. There's a big lull. And then maybe leading up to the show, they get excited, maybe buy a T-shirt or get their shopping on. And then they go to the event and have five hours of uh, amazing time. And then there's this big sugar crash afterwards. So I think the great thing about the metaverse, if you have an overlay. So we're about to do an event, breaking news on the podcast with uh, 21 Pilots. The virtual concert, which will happen on the 17th, will be a kickoff to their tour. So it's sort of the first stop on their tour that will be happening then afterwards. So I, I think you're going to see this is going to be an avatar-based event. It's super exciting. Um, and they're going on physical tour. They'll reach X amount of people over X number of tour dates, but they can reach you know tens of millions of people over a weekend on, on Roblox who maybe don't have the means to go to the event or aren't near a place where they're playing. So it, I think it's a great way to expose that excitement of live music. If anyone's been to a live show and been on the front row, or mm. you can actually be backstage, you can be next to the artist, you can do take pictures with the band you'll have with, with pilots and all these fun sort of interactive um, memento moments that you may never have in the real world. And then I think last point for my kids, we had the Little Nas X event last year. And um, you know my first concert was Genesis at Wembley many, many, many moons ago. So uh, for them, their first ever concert, not just virtual concert, was Little Nas X. So for kids who are maybe under 18, 
and you know don't have the ability to go that their first concert experiences are going to be these virtual experiences versus physical ones so it's pretty exciting i think we'll just accelerate as the the live world comes back in 22 i think you're going to see a lot more interweaving between virtual and and live going forward absolutely i mean the the, the first gig of a big tour is usually like a smaller venue just to get everyone back into the, the swing of things but from what you're saying there the first gig in the metaverse could have tens of millions of folks in the audience. That's just incredible. The scale is, is mind-blowing. Um, Kathy, what say you on the, the pandemic accelerating the adoption of the metaverse? What have you seen from your perspective? Definitely, I feel like the, restri- you know, the restrictions and the limitations that were placed d- during the pandemic actually allowed artists to really think outside you know, outside the limitations of the physical world. Sure. And I think that that has been very powerful and that translates to, you know, what Little Nas X has done in Roblox and what he continues to do with his creativity in, in the music industry. Um, you know, my son, and exactly like John, like for my son, his first concert was Little Nas X in Roblox. He was Amazing. completely speechless. Um, and, you know, and he fondly remembers that. <laughs> um, so I think the pandemic allowed artists to kind of really, really just, you know, take their creativity to the next level. Um, you're starting to see, like John mentioned, that combination of physical with virtual even further. You've got ABBA, you know, kind of oh, returning yeah. to the scenes after what, I don't know, what, how many years. Um, now with their new concerts, uh, their new album and their digital doubles, which are avatars with ABB <laughs> um, <Nice>. avatars. <laughs> so you, you've got this and you've, and you've got, you know, a band that it has older individuals, but they're coming back in a big way using their digital doubles as well. So I think, you know, you, you'll start to see, I think more of that. Um, I'm very lucky that I get to do work at a hologram studio, uh, one of five in the world. Mm. And we have lots of conversations with artists that are starting to get older and want to record themselves in hologram form, you know, now while their vocal cords are still intact and, you know, and everything to kind of have those performances live on, you know, for future generations. So I think you'll see the volumetric video side, the, let's say, call them holograms, the volumetric video side also become even more exciting, uh, you're going to start to see more what's called holoportation, which mm. is live streaming of holograms, um, you know, from a physical location into multiple venues wow. across the world. Um, so that, in essence, will change, you know, venues and how they're designed and will have obviously implications for audio as well. Right. How do you consume audio in that type of, uh, you know, when, when something's getting holoported live. So I'm excited to see how those new innovations continue to move forward, you know, and how artists continue to just use their creativity in new ways and further expand their brands into the metaverse with newer audiences. Yeah, and, and I think, uh, to, to mention, we, we just debuted, a, as we're talking about voice and, and Harmon, so we, we debuted a beta of our Spatial Voice product, which is generally allowing people to speak to each other. So it's a very limited beta at the moment, but we'll be opening up further. So if you think about that, as Kathy's saying, like more and more people coming together, more people able to more quickly and easily put on events in the metaverse on their own. So potentially you have hundreds of concerts, big and small. Think of a city metaphor, Vegas, New York, where you go there and on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, there's a hundreds and thousands of, of different opportunities you can go to from small events to large events. So think of that parallel on, on Roblox. So then if you can go there and be hanging out, chatting with people that you're you're hanging out with, it's sort of giving that experience again of the hanging out at a, at a club or a festival with friends and chatting whilst running around and exploring and 
shopping and doing all these different things at the event. And the, we're, we're really focused on the voice aspect and, and also the music aspect, where if you're further away from the stage, it's going to sound a little bit different. And if you're close to the stage, mm-hmm. it's going to sound louder. So voice is super key to making this feel like an authentic experience. You can hop in either as an artist as your avatar or hologram or whatever volumetric capture version of yourself. And you can be with your fans and fans can be with other fans, but feel like they're just running around uh, in the real world together as you bring voice together with the visual cues of the avatar. Fascinating. But it does seem like the technology and the the approach to audio in particular is only going to evolve and get more and more sophisticated. And um, Kathy, coming back to yourself quickly, I just wondered, do you see any overlap with this whole area that's been awakened by NFTs uh, mm-hmm. of digital scarcity? You know, we heard there from John that there's merch available yeah. in, in Roblox. Do you think this is going to become a thing that, or maybe it is already with limited editions and mm-hmm. uh, an overlap there with uh, digital scarcity? Yeah, I, th- I think that's definitely, there's definitely correlation. Um, mm. For example, at the studio, I do some work at, we actually did a volumetric video, volumetric scan of Flo Rida singing yeah. his hit song, Flow. It's like a, a special unique version of it. And that's going to be sold as an NFT, for example. Yeah. So it's almost like thinking, you know, I always try to take it th- to the past so people can relate to it. So if you would take it back to like MTV Unplugged and that special unique performance mm. that only certain people were able to go there live, right? A very small number. Yeah. Um, so if you can create these special performances that almost seem personalized and sell them, you know, in a limited number through NFTs and uh, unlock that utility and that access, mm. I think that there's great power there. You're starting to see companies like Immersive Entertainment doing really interesting NFT drops. I mean, an artist are, you know, becoming crypto artists and auctioning those things, you know, art as well. Um, there's a big correlation there. I think the big point with NFTs, it's not just the hype of it now, but it's really unlocking access, unlocking utility. And at the end of the day, it's about digital ownership of digital assets, mm. where then that's where things are heading, right? Um, just like my son buys things in Roblox and, you know, I feel like we all work for Roblox nowadays because <laughs> all our money hey. goes to buy Robux. <laughs> They're doing something um, right. Yeah, he, he digitally owns these items, but when he becomes older, he's going to be able to uh, create digital ownership of those assets, you know, and that possibly will be done on the blockchain. Yeah. So definitely a big correlation and big opportunity. Yeah, we have on Roblox this notion of limited. So we we trialed it for for Gucci. Um, we trialed it with KSI. So so these are effectively NFT like experiences on the platform. Wow. And um, you know, obviously, our experience is not decentralized, but otherwise, it's a similar experience where you can take an item and show ownership, and then it becomes freely tradable on the uh, on the platform. So. I think in, in you know in terms of an artist having exclusive performance and almost like a fan club subscription, you know those experiences are also possible on Roblox, just not kind of classified as an NFT. I think that the challenges with NFTs is you need to make sure you can show off your stuff somewhere else. If you have something, if you have a beautiful car, maybe you want to or painting, you want to put it up on the wall and have people notice it. So the nice thing about Roblox, these collectibles and limiters that we have or experiences you want to have directly with an artist, there's a lot of people there. So that that kind of increases the the value because you can show it off to more people or connect with more people if you're a you're an artist. But yeah, the excitement, I think every day there's a you know, NFT related experience, which is which is good. And it goes to this notion of fandom, I think, right? Where yeah. you know, fandom, if you can express your fandom, it's hard to do that on a streaming service. You know, you pay X amount per month. 
but it's difficult to sort of express your fandom digitally. So I think fans of music are, are dying to express themselves in new ways. And that could be, you know, NFTs or merch on Roblox or subscriptions or any way to connect more closely with the artists that they love. So I'd like to get some tips for folks who want to get into the metaverse. So actually, I'll direct that over to yourself, Joy, to start with. If you want to have a nice immersive audio experience going into the metaverse, what would your key recommendations be? Absolutely. You have to start with gaming. I mean, the metaverse is gaming right now. They're just synonymous. So starting with a a gaming headphone so that you can experience immersive audio. You know, if you have immersive audio with head tracking, like we have on the JPL Quantum One, that allows you to participate in fixing the frame of reference. It's a much more immersive experience. So I would say absolutely with gaming headphones. I think there's a, a lot of people that need to create content. So a lot about the metaverse, you have to figure out how do we create this material? And so there's a lot of studio equipment. So how do you participate with the you know, higher audio formats, like 7.4 formats? So you might get some studio monitors from the professional line, but you can also sort of scare those down. Um, and of course, you know, getting great microphones like the Lyra that I'm speaking on now. There's just a tremendous amount of tools available to people. And I think, uh, you know, your first entry point into the metaverse, if I had to pick one, uh, of course, I, I would have to say JBL Quantum Gaming Headphone. You know, a good mic will uh, never be a bad idea for sure. And um, come on over to yourself, John and Kathy. where should people start if they want to get into the metaverse? Yeah, so I, I think like any new platform that gains mass adoption, it's great to set up your agency or your brand on that platform through profiles. Mm. So we have a, a handy dandy five page, one page doc. So if anyone's interested, you know, let me know and we can get it out there. And if you think about renting an Airbnb, it's like the document that you get that teaches you how to use the microwave. It's a very simple play-by-play on setting up your profile and and how you can access the community. So again, with these 46 million people coming to the platform every day, uh, we have a, a tiny number of artists currently with active profiles on there. So any good marketer will realize that that's a massive opportunity to set up shop and start to build your your fan base or connect with your fan base on Roblox or re- reach a new fan base. Um, I think once you get on the platform, we, our influencers, as mentioned earlier, are very powerful on YouTube. It's one of the top categories on on YouTube for, for watching videos when number two in gaming, billions of views. So mm. if your song is about car racing and racing all night there's a bunch of games on the platform that are around driving so i think if you go in there connect with the developer community connect with the influencer community and kind of make yourself available maybe make your music available we definitely see in the next six to 12 months artists breaking on roblox and connecting and building businesses uh, directly on the platform but the first bit of advice is just get on there spend time on there, tell your community every Friday you're going to hang out in this game and that game and just be present and start to interact with the community. I think good things will happen following that. And Kathy, what say you, what's your top tip for folks or brands who want to get into the metaverse? Yeah, I think for brands, it's, it's kind of similar to John, is get in there, try to understand these platforms, try to, you know, figure out how do you connect with audiences there. You know, I'm all about brands not watching from the sidelines. You know, if you're a fashion brand, start to think about what does your product look like in the metaverse? And for individuals that are out there that are kind of like trying to wrap their heads around this, there's a big Web3 component, like I mentioned, and there's a big blockchain component as well to this. So go and open a MetaMask wallet and and try to get an NFT, try to understand what does it mean? Join Discord. I mean, I think that's a little bit harder for some of the older generation, but like Discord is really where a lot of community things happen. Um, So things like that, little things that you can do kind of educate yourself. 
for sure, I think they're they're relevant and important. I'm an avid content producer, producing lots of articles and lots of things out there. Mm. So definitely feel free to kind of follow some of the content I'm putting out there that I've already put out there. And yeah, just start experimenting. I would say like most of the work that I'm doing now with brands is virtual fashion, virtual worlds, mm. uh, NFTs, and allowing brands to kind of you know, extend their brands into the metaverse and explore and launch into this new phase of the internet. Wild, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, I noticed a a really strong overlap between Discord and Roblox uh, based on some of the articles I've read. It's completely fascinating. So it it sounds like a metaverse of infinite potential, but I'd love to, in the penultimate question, just to invite each of you to give a prediction about where this could go next. So I'll come first to yourself, Joy. Um, You know, is there anything that you see on the horizon in terms of audio or audio tech or consumer electronics that you want to share? Yeah, so the metaverse is, I mean, it's the forefront of technology development. And I think it's about participation. So enabling people to participate in what is really a very technologically advanced system. Uh, And so I think we'll see simplification and sort of um, more entry points. But I also think we'll see some sort of cross-pollination with the real world. Traditional experiences, I think, will greatly benefit by what we learn by prototyping in the metaverse. And so I think we'll see more immersive experiences even in our sort of daily listening environments uh, in the real world. Mm, Yeah, strong prediction. I like that very much. Good. Okay. thank you. Thank you. And uh, over to yourself, John, what's in your crystal ball for the metaverse? Um, Sure. We love crystal balls. I think (laughs) that. The, the nice thing is some of it I feel is inevitable, hopefully an accurate crystal ball is that, you know, the, the brands that are forward looking now, you know, we recently launched, you know, with Vans a few days ago, they've built this oh, yeah. great immersive world with skateboarding. So I think, what, what, you know, just from a practical perspective, when you've got a huge amount of tens of millions of people spending, you know, 10 billion hours and a quarter on a, on a platform, I think you definitely want to start experimenting. So you'll start seeing uh, over the next year again, more branded experiences that are, are permanent and engaging and file that under branded branded content or branded entertainment. So, so creating these organic, engaging experiences that are relevant to the community and, and not sort of the American Idol Coke can on the, on the, uh, you know, table. So, and then on the music side, uh, you know, you're going to see again, your favorite festival brands and radio brands and CPG brands will work on JBL you know, launching in the metaverse and creating these rich experiences for music fans where they can come and connect in new and exciting ways with each other, with their favorite artists. And hopefully, you know, it's going to give exposure for a lot more artists to break through and to find their communities. So a, a lot more micro communities as opposed to like more big monolithic experiences. So it should be, it should be good for music, should be good for music fans. And hopefully along with all that creativity, they'll become or, or come uh, commercial opportunities where, you know, more artists will be able to kind of sustain themselves without having to go on the road and tour or without having to get that number one spot on on Spotify, which is always, you know, elusive. So, yeah, so good good and exciting things to, to come uh, in the metaverse. Wow, fantastic. Yeah, it's a real digital green field, you know, to, to use the term. Uh, there's so much potential, so much space for it to grow, to evolve a technology with fans brands and bands uh, all coming together. And Cathy, coming over to yourself, you are, of course, a futurist. So what does the futurist viewpoint look like from your perspective? I'll make it very short and sweet. In the metaverse, we are all world builders and you need to start building now. 
Outstanding. That's a call to arms. I love it. Thank you very much. And uh, I've one final question for you all. We invite all of our VIP guests to choose a track for our Tidal playlist. So it can be your favourite track in the Metaverse or just your current favourite jam. And uh, I'm going to come to yourself first. Joy, what would you like to add to our playlist? I would add Knee 5 from Philip Glass's opera Einstein on the Beach. It's a little bit strange, but there's multiple uh, voices all coming together to, to make a very interesting piece. Fantastic choice. Thank you, Joy. And your good self, John, what's going on the playlist? So I'm going to be greedy as an ex-DJ <laughs> and, and ask for two. So one Go for it. is Holiday by KSI. I think it's just a great, uplifting, fun, coming out of summer track. Excellent. Um, and then personal favorite, there's a UK band called Sad Night Dynamite, which oh. I highly recommend. And they have a track called Mountain Jack, which is, uh, which is fantastic. I love it. I, I can see you behind a pair of decks in a club, crossfading those two as we speak. That's fantastic, John. Thank you very much. And over to yourself, Kathy. What's your choice for our title playlist? So I'm going with K-pop. Excellent. Uh, yeah, Superhuman by NCT127. Nice. Oh, fantastic. Gotta love some K-pop. Okay, and I'm just going to choose the last awesome track that I heard, which is Ame featuring Karin, The Witness, just because I love it. Um, so thank you so much for joining us on Audio Talks presented by Harman. Kathy Hackle. Thank you. Bye. John Vasopoulos. Yep. Thanks very much. And Joy Lyons. Thank you. Listeners, don't forget to subscribe, comment, review and share with your friends and family in the real world and in the metaverse. We'll be back soon for some more fascinating Audio Talks. See you next time.